guys. Welcome to the Let Me Call You Back podcast. This comedy podcast features Declan Brooks, my brother, and an aspiring stand-up comedian on our weekly phone calls. We talk daily happenings of life, ludicrous news, and comical interactions with others while out and about in the world. Please enjoy. Well, Raymond, welcome back. We are back with it. We're back two weeks in a row, guys. We didn't quit. We weren't lying. Why you you wanted to quit? Still alive. Now, I think people thought you quit on me. Thought I was big and gay. I. It sounded like you were quitting at one point. Nah, Raymond actually texted me in a in a blind rage, saying he just can't take all you fucking pussies. They won't call the phone number. <laughs> Someone call him. Raymond's <laughs> up late at night waiting for a booty call on the phone number. That's definitely you're the one who really wants the phone call. I don't even have the phone number. Keeps that phone number to text lady boys in Baltimore. I know it. Why wouldn't I just use my regular number? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yes, we are back. Episode 36. <laughs> Hell of a start. Hell of a start. <laughs> Episode 36, man. We are back at it again. Have you heard about this this Barbenheimer? Bar- you mean Oppenheimer? It's a thing. You're supposed to go to the movies and you see Barbie and Oppenheimer in the same day. Okay. Why? You haven't heard of this? No, I know about both of them. Why? Just a thing, dude. It's a trend. Did you do it? No, I think I'm going to. Oh my god. Okay. I heard Barbie was this phenomenal. Really? The Barbie movie? The Barbie <laughs> yeah. movie was phenomenal. That's what somebody told me. I'm on the same boat as you. I immediately, I immediately was like, this is going to be horrible. Immediately skeptical. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Zac Efron in it? No, not Zac Efron. I think, it's, I think it's Margot Robbie and Zac Efron. What are you talking about? It should be Zac Efron, but it's the other hot dude. That's a dreamboat right there. I'll tell you what. Ryan Gosling plays Ken. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the cast right now. Will Ferrell supposedly in it. Supposedly? Is that is that trash? Absolutely. Supposedly rather than supposedly? Oh, my God. Now I'm going to have to add that to that joke because yeah. I say specifically. You should. You totally should. <laughs> Supposedly, I'm allergic to bees. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pussy. That could quit, dude. Did he really? But two days later. Damn. Probably going to press charges on you. He quit two days later. He claimed his grandmother's cancer was back, and he had to leave the state and move back to California immediately. That was his excuse. What the fuck? So RIP to Grams. Who moves from California to wherever the fuck you just were? Albany, New York. Yeah. Nobody does that to work on fucking gutters. Yeah, I moved from the West Coast to the East Coast to work on gutters. He didn't do it to work on gutters. His dad moved out to California. His entire life was in Albany. He said he bought a plane ticket and moved back and saved the family for like a week and then made money at a tire shop and got an apartment. I think he was trying to be a big boy and then like a year into being a big boy, he's like, I want to be a kid again and just quit. Because <laughs> he's he's not, he's about to be 19. And I think he was like, life is hard. And he yeah. went back to living in California with his dad. That makes sense. I'd do it if I had the fall black. Fall back. <laughs> the fall black. Fall black. That's just my plan. This is an African-American friend I have in the ghetto. <laughs> I'm like, if everything goes to shit, man, I'm just going to move in with you down here. <laughs> you're, you're fall black. <laughs> That's my fall black. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't have a fall black. That's terrible. Yeah, dude. Omar, dude. Omar's a good guy. <laughs> and it's been a good week. We had some shows this week. Dude, I've been working it. Working those tits. Dude, I've been working these tits hard. 
I faced a blunt, went up on stage, and proceeded to act out a lawyer arguing about sandwiches skit. Definitely didn't kill. It didn't work. <laughs> kind of worked, but nobody knows what the word hoagie means, so it's just me up there yelling about meats and cheese. Uh, if I had to guess what happened. That sucks. Maybe every place you go, you have to change it to the local colloquialism for a sandwich. That's why it's a VFW joke instead of a moussage joke, you know what I mean? <laughs> Remember that one? No one knows what a moussage is, but if you say uh, VFW... Yeah. Uh, Thursday, actually, I have been talking up the Westfield mass comedy scene, the Nook, for a long time. Is it good? It's a good scene. I love the Massachusetts scene. It's great. It's actually a great comedy scene. Western Mass, Northampton, up to Worcester and Connecticut, all has a great comedy scene. It's busy. Worcester. Worcester. That's how I say. I say Worcester. Fuck you. <laughs> Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Dude. So I had two friends come out with me. Uh, John Bryce and Casey, I, I can't pronounce his last name. It's like Casey, I'll go with Casey D, because I know that's what he says to people when he gets on stage, but it's like Casey Desanian or something like that. Um, both Albany comics, both funny guys. Is he Armenian? No, I don't know, dude. He's tall, skinny, and white, so I assume he's white. All right, go on. <laughs> yeah, that's the best I got for you. Uh, he had a ponytail, and he was skinny as a rail, so I mean, I, I couldn't call heads or tails on this. He could have been European, or he could have been <laughs> extremely white and from New York. He threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> Blew my hair back. These fellows were down the clown. We drove out to West, Westfield, Massachusetts, to Hoodkeys of the Nook, with the local uh, loudmouth Joey Buddha and all the cast. Good Thursday night, Mike. They liked it. They liked getting a new place in, um, traveling somewhere new. And then Friday, I believe I got some I got some bad chicken wings. And then I, I, I just went home and slept. I think that's what happened. Because I, I had some shit to do uh, Saturday morning. I had a show that I didn't know I was going to have. It was like, I, I told you guys last week, I have a show that might be coming up. Stay tuned. I did have a show, and I ended up going up to the nook. So Kev, the guy that owns the place, likes my comedy. Knows I work real hard, had been asking me about the local Philadelphia comedians, Lamare Lee and Dorian Vasquez. Um, they were booking them for a show up there. He had asked me about them, just like, you know, checking their creds. Obviously, he knew Lamare. The, the, probably the funniest, weirdest thing Kev said to me. He's like, dude, you know what's awesome about owning a bar? If you have a, a comedian or a podcast or a band you're really into, you can just pay them to come do a show and then hang out with you at your house. I'm like, yeah, that's weird, but awesome. <laughs> Nobody's going there. Huge name people are not going there because some guy at a bar is paying them. Uh, I'll put it like this. Uh, Kevin has a wide berth of um, connections and like the punk rock, hard rock. <laughs> wide berth. Yeah, wide berth, just like you were. <laughs> uh, has a, a big connection in the music scene up on the East Coast here, and he's been getting more into the comedy scene because of, you know, his dealings and the people that are there now and doing their things on the shows. He was like, dude, I listen to these guys all the time. I'm Matt and Shane. Lamar's hilarious. I can't wait for them to come up. So they had kind of like not vetted them through me, but also were like curious and see if I knew them. I'm like, yeah, dude, I've ran to them and smoked them with the mics, and they're really cool dudes. Uh, by no way do I know any of them personally, but we're all like friendly and they're going to be funny. So he had known how hard I work and that I come up from Philly. And he was like, yo man, on Thursday, like one Thursday when I walked in, I'm like, dude, you guys have the Lamar Lee show Saturday. He's like, yeah, dude, by the way, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, do you want to do it? I'd love to have you come up and do like 10 minutes. I'm like, I was like, I was going to ask you if I could get on. So that's awesome that you're asking me already. So invited me to come do the show. And Saturday became a very busy day because of this, because I really wanted to do it. It's a four-hour drive from my house. I also needed to pull some side work before I go do it so that Daddy can afford to be a dumbass on the road. What did you do? I did a photo booth from 11 to 3 
at the Reading Terminal. It was the ice cream festival at the Reading Terminal. <laughs> you were probably like a pig and shit then. What were you doing there? <laughs> I didn't have a single drop of ice cream. No way. I swear to God, no a girl way. came up. A girl came up to me. She's like, "I would love to work this event. I bet you're eating ice cream all day." I'm like, "Honestly, I haven't eaten anything all day, and I feel like if I eat ice cream first, it's gonna be probably what gives me a heart attack." <laughs> <laughs> Did you get anything else there? There's always good food. I didn't. I didn't touch shit. No, because I was outside in the middle of the street working a photo booth. Uh, so I was on a schedule. All right, this was the plan: go down there, work it. You know, work that shit. You got to work that ass on that photo booth. And then I was on a schedule. Perfect thing was that the street was shut down, so my car was in the middle of the street on Filbert under uh, the Reading Terminal. So I was ready to just go right out. As soon as I left, I busted it. Immediately down to the Southeast Asian market, bought as many stuffed chicken wings as I could with the cash I had on me. I had twenty. I swear to God, I had twenty-seven dollars. I bought five stuffed chicken wings, and dude, they had the chicken hearts, man. I got a fucking skewer of chicken hearts. I didn't eat them all. You were on a mission. I got these chicken wings. I didn't have a single co-pilot to ride with me. All my friends were busy. One friend was down at the beach. One friend was down doing something else. One dude was another thing. I was like, "That's it. Daddy's got a mission by himself." So. Bought five chicken wings and some chicken hearts. Ate one chicken wing. Brought four chicken wings up to my friends up in Massachusetts. And I drew a four-hour bomb straight up. I was booking, son. I was I was doing a sweet 85, cutting in and out of traffic. I received many middle fingers that day. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you wheelie? Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I almost wheelied the Chevy. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I ripped it up there. I got up there perfect time. The boys were there. You could tell they were, like, definitely, like, I don't know any of these people. So, Declan, show us what's going on up here. Kev, like, obviously had already introduced himself and was feeding them and letting them drink and everything. We all hung out. I got a great sandwich. They got some great food. Then everybody started going on. And the locals did good. Like, this kid, Vince Barry, is a great comedian. He's a wrestling announcer. He's just a good comic guy. And he's been working uh, in the radio for with AJ and Chaz up in Albany. In the radio? In the radio. He's been working on, at the radio station with AJ and Chaz up in Albany. He hosted it. One of our boys, Luis, Santa, Luis Santos, funny guy. He did some time. Cole Johnson, he's a pretty funny Connecticut, Massachusetts comedian. Uh, he did some time as well. And then I got to go on right before the feature, which was uh, Joey, the head Joey Buddha, the guy who hosts the mic, do some time before Dorian and Lemaire. And honestly, man, the, the show was killer. Like, it was, it was a fire show. Um, and honestly, like, one of the first times I'm getting to hang out with Lemaire outside of, like, you know, smoking at, like, a, a, a open mic. And, dude... Cool hang. They're good people. They love to hang. They're very friendly. Dorian's good people. I've obviously gotten more friendly with him because he's trying to go fishing and all that. They were all crashing up there, and I was crashing up. I told you this. Like Kevin was like, a, hey, I wasn't sure if I was going to let anybody stay in the camper because I didn't really know those guys. But now that I know you are coming up, you're going to be in charge of being the guy responsible for the camper with the boys. I'm like, sweet. Awesome. So pretty much got to have a big fat guy sleepover in a camper with uh it, with Lemaire and, and Dorian. Dorian's a little Spanish dude, but Lemaire's the same type of munch fat guy as me, I think. So they said I had a really good weekend. I was very excited about it. They both were fucking killers, dude. They're honestly, man. Dorian's hilarious. Lemaire is really fucking funny. He's pretty good. Yeah, dude. I haven't seen much of his comedy. And he's funny. He's really funny when he wants to be. They definitely were working at him and Dorian had done, just did two shows the night before in Providence. So they were working the road this weekend. When we got done the show, we all got extremely marijuana and Kev offered us obviously the camper and we all went back. So the time in between going to the camper and like after the show is a very interesting time because there's people there that 
you know, the audience, it was an actual audience of people. How many people? I'd probably say like 25, 30 maybe paid tickets. Yeah. Like four or five different people come outside. One guy's outside smoking a cigarette, smoking some weed with us. And he goes, he just looks at Lemaire and he goes, hey man, how's it going? And Lemaire's like, good. How about you? He's like, I know everything about you. <laughs> I know exactly what you are. This is awesome. That's pretty cool. Lemaire was like, uh, yeah, thanks. You did. But that's creepy. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 you can tell like it happens to him enough to where he's not weirded out by it anymore. He's like, dude, I listen to you all the time. You're so funny. Which I could even be guilty of kind of doing that when I met Lemaire. Because I was like, dude, this is nuts. He's a regular person in the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a fun show. Had that experience happen. And then like the owner's like, all right, I packed up a bag full of beer and snacks. Let's get back to the house. And he's like, we're like, how far away is it? He's like, 15, 20 minutes. Bro, it was like 35 minutes. And he was ripping through back roads. I'm telling you. Oh, the house wasn't at the bar. No, it was like it was probably. I, I'm probably wrong. It probably was 20 minutes, but when you're that big and tired, you can't tell how long shit takes. He's like, "Hey, follow me, because we got some local yogal cops that are just like, you know, looking for shit to do." So Kevin proceeds to speed through every single back road on the way back to his house. Lemare <laughs> and Dorian are in a 2021 Nissan Maxima, and I'm in my Silverado. And I'm like, dude, they just look like trouble. <laughs> it's a Spanish kid and a black kid and Nissan Altima at like midnight in the middle of Massachusetts. It's racist. <laughs> I know it. I know it is, but like the local cops are all just white racist assholes up there. So I'm like, in my head the whole time, I'm like, Kev, slow down. You're making these guys a target. <laughs> it was really fucked up. And but like, I can't tell him that. He's the leader. He's taking us to his house. He's in a fucking Toyota 4Runner ripping through back roads. I'm trying to keep up. And Lemaire and them are keeping up with me. And I had mentioned to him, like, hey, if you see a gas station before we get back to your house, you know, I think we're all trying to get some drinks and some snacks. He's like, okay, no problem. Stops at the Cumberland Farms. We all go in there. He's like waiting in his car. We all go in and get snacks. As soon as we get back to the cars, he's immediately backed out, like, all right, let's do this. And I look over at Lemaire. He's got his snacks in his hand, just like I do. Like, we're both opening snacks. <laughs> we both look at each other. What the fuck? <laughs> Give us a second. Give us a fucking second. How am I supposed to drive like this? <laughs> We both looked at each other like, is this guy fucking for real right now? <laughs> then we book it back to the house. And at this point, everything's all good. We get back to the camper and everything. Kev's got a beautiful home. You can see all the stars in the sky, very off the beaten path. You know, it wasn't like not in a neighborhood, but it was like in a neighborhood, a very lack of light pollution area. It was very nice. Um, camper was nice. <laughs> you just, you're just walking around just tapping shit. You're like, Fucking nice and <laughs> just flick it, tapping. Fucking noise. Oh, that's the nice. tires. <laughs> it is noise. Air conditioning. Fucking toy. As soon as we sit down in this camper, I look at the mirror and I go, "Do you snore?" <laughs> He's like, "Do you snore?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> like Dorian, do you snore? He's like, "A little." I'm like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> so all three of us are now about to be in a snoring match. Ladder cares. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's just a funny hang. Kev's such a good dude. He had sent Lemaire home with a roast beef sandwich with Oju. We get in the camper and he's like, uh, I'm not sure how to eat this. And Kev's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go crisp this shit up. He goes inside, heats it up. Lemaire and me are sitting there and he looks at my bag of snacks. And I've went full munch at this point. Moncho man Randy Monches is here. a war performed on your stomach. <laughs> I said a war prayer and then I answered my candy dough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I got a family-sized bag of Twizzlers. I got a bag of Cheetos cheese puffs. Definitely got two beef and cheese jerky sticks. Some 
nerds rope clusters and stuff. So I got stuff to share. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got back there Nobody and like while it. while the mayor no while the mayor's waiting for his sandwich, he immediately doesn't ask. Looks at my bag of Cheetos, tries them, and goes, "Oh my god, holy shit, these are amazing!" I'm like, I got them to share the mayor. He's like, "Okay, bet," and then <laughs> proceeded to go ham. And I could tell at one point he was like, I'm eating this guy's all sna- all his snacks because he takes my bag, rolls them up, closes them, puts them on the counter. Like, wow, man, thanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, thank you for your self-control. <laughs> we were slamming Twizzlers, ripping blunts, <laughs> drinking beers. Awesome hang. I just imagine Lemaire with a Twizzler drinking a beer with like a straw. <laughs> I was trying. I tried. It's just the twi- you know when you get a bad batch of Twizzlers and you can't use them for straws? I don't know if you know that, but. When they were squished, they don't have the canal. Someone fucks up and then let these things get flat in production because they're rushing. Right? It's because they're stacking them fucking like high skyscrapers. In factories that are super hot. Is he always uncomfortably high or is that just his face? The mayor's? Yeah. Well, that's incredibly insulting. What do you mean? No, it's not. It's your face. <laughs> How would I walk up to you and go, is that just your face? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's always freaking ripped. <laughs> I performed some research over the week for the show specifically. What do we got? I went and tried poppers for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were interested. You heard it here first, guys. Raymond opened his butthole for this show. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> everything in you opens when you, when you do poppers. <laughs> Need to open your heart. What was going on? How did you start doing drugs? Are you a homosexual now? <laughs> they were just brought in front of me by somebody, and I was like, I have to try them. I have to. What do they look like? So it's just like a little jar. Animals? Smaller than animals. Little All glass right. jar. You just take the cap off, and you just huff it. And what is it? Like, what is it actually? It's, I think I was looking it up. It's called amyl nitrite. It's a chemical they use for cleaning. It's supposedly it's used for cleaning VCRs. Nice, dude. Get that shit in you. It's probably good for you. Also, what does it say? They use them for cleaning leather. Interesting. Yeah, weird. Cleaning VCRs, cleaning leather, and opening bottles. Deodorization. <laughs> it's funny because, like, gay sex definitely smells. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we took, I took poppers, and then we proceeded to go next door to a, a hookah lounge we've never been to. It's right next to us. And it was, I mean, I was the most incredibly awkward person you, you would have ever seen in there. Oh, so it didn't make you a more comfortable, open person? It made I you know. Like... It probably did a little bit. It's instant. It hits you quick, and it's like a, it's like a mind rush. Do you look like the fucking hypnotoad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or like a not a mind rush, a head rush. Your pupils are just incredibly dilated. <laughs> You're just like boom. <laughs> you take a whiff and your eyes just go wham, slam open. So seriously, does that happen? Is that what, what your experience? It's not probably? that. It's not that intense. But it's just like a nice euphoric feeling. I guess you could call it. Lasts a while. A couple minutes. And it is immediate. So are you just supposed to sit there and keep huffing hoppers, poppers, whatever you call them? It seems like, yeah. It says here that they, if you have heart issues, because they make your heart race, your blood pressure drops, all of your arteries and veins dilate. <laughs> and also, 
It says you could lose your vision from it from prolonged use. Nice, dude. <laughs> that You're sounds ripping poppers so hard you can't even fucking see straight. <laughs> Please, me grabbing and sucking. I'm just doing poppers <laughs> and having fun. That's what Raymond's gonna be saying next week on the pod. I've lost all of my vision, but <laughs> I've sold it up for poppers. <laughs> I did it all. I did all the poppers. I'll tell you what, I've never had more fun in my life. So we go into this hookah lounge. It's me and two of my coworkers. It's a black hookah lounge. We're the only white people. I mean Hold up. We're three white people and poppers in a black hookah lounge. Ah, ah. I'm just like, what are these weird white people doing? <laughs> only two of us were. Literally every single black person in that bar looks at us. What? What's up with these weird white people? And oh, they were right. Because you guys are just doing poppers. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they were looking at us, but like. Of shorties, or is it just you? First 10 seconds, I was approached. Like, are you on poppers right now? You're like, shorty, <laughs> I'm on all the poppers right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, this hot ass black chick came up to me and was trying. First of all, the music was so loud, you could not talk to a person next to you. Hey, what's your name, sweetie? You're like, I'm on poppers right now. <laughs> what? Hi, <laughs> right, I regret to inform you I'm extremely high on poppers right now. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. You got no. a place? I got poppers. First of all, we walk in. There's steps up to a room. It's like somebody wanted to create a club in the footprint of your house. That's how big it was. Okay. There was like six tables on either side of the room. Sounds like the fire marshal's been here a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, somebody's cat was out on the counter. Club <laughs> in somebody's living room. Yeah, don't mind the goldfish. Don't want your drinks in there. That's ridiculous, y'all. <laughs> That's so childish, y'all. Don't be pouring your crevasse in my goldfish. <laughs> Oh god, that's funny. So yeah, you're in this club, footprint of a house. It's not in a popping part of the city. It's pretty quiet there. It's actually like it's probably not a good neighborhood. And we walk in the front door. There's security. These guys are wearing like military BDUs with fucking vests on and like patches on their arms and everything, like camo shit. And it says security all over them. They have like it looked like they had guns, but I don't know. I couldn't tell. They had guns. <laughs> you don't wear a bulletproof proof vest carry a water gun. You know what I mean? I don't know if it was a taser. I don't know the, the rules down here. It was. They probably had a taser and a gun. I don't know, but they got real touchy-feely, dude. They really get in there and they frisk you. Brother, I was explaining to somebody how I used to pat people down. Spread my cheeks. <laughs> Long story short, when you're a pat-down person in a nightclub, the idea is that if you have an opportunity to take advantage of somebody and get money from them you do so like i would pat somebody down i'd go uh tits under the armpits around the back feel the waistline waistband and as i was coming around the waistband my pointer finger would slip into your top fifth hole fifth pocket there's a there's a little pocket jeans people don't know about called the fifth pocket it's where people put their cocaine and drugs it's in the you know front pocket not the back yeah it's in the front but i'm saying i would start in the back around the belt my finger would trace and this pointer finger would slip in that little pocket, and I'd go, oh, you're going to try and get this in my club, bud? <laughs> Here with your poppers and suitors and not say something to Papa? You just fucking pour it in your mouth. 
Just look at him and I eat it like a pixie stick. <laughs> I would extort money from these people so that they, I would go, oh, guess this is going in the trash, bud. Sorry. And they'd be like, no, 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 wait, don't do that. I'm like, oh, have you paid the toll yet? I didn't know you paid the toll. That's pretty much how the game would go. So you would pat people down, you'd find their drugs. I know. This is how I, dude, I was explaining this. This wasn't me. I learned this from the other people in my club. They'd go, hey, man, this is how you make money at Pat Down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they go, if you find drugs, go to this guy. He'll sell them for you, and then he'll split them for you. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm walking in this door. I get patted down. I'm coming off a fresh popper's rip. Your butthole's wide open. (laughs) Some some just slipped in. Like, pow, Jesus Christ, you're the deepest asshole I've ever seen. We did not life. expect what was going to be upstairs. It was just the loudest music ever. We walk upstairs. I walk in, and I'm just, like, looking around. Like, what the fuck is this place? As And it's so insane. It's like, it's like I'm playing hopscotch, and I'm walking through just the bitches on the floor, like, on their hands and knees, just shaking their asses. All right, put yourself back in the moment. What was the song that was on when you walked in the door? It was Meek Mill, probably. Dreams and Nightmares, maybe. Sicko mode? <laughs> yeah, it was some crazy shit. There's a DJ, he's playing the music. There's also a guy just running through the crowd with a microphone, just yelling over the songs. All right. Yeah, are you into that? I'm down, I'm about it, I'm hearing it. <laughs> so we get to the, the bar, the girl literally wants nothing to do with us. There's no other customers at the bar other than us. Dude. She's like talking to us as she's texting with one hand on her iPhone. <laughs> we were drinking <laughs> Bud Lights, dude. Nice, dude. You're doing poppers and drinking Bud Light. Yeah, poppers and Bud Light. That's the American dream. Yeah. We believe you were out getting bitches, Raymond. Totally. I was not. Totally. I definitely was not. I did not say that. Is there glitter in all your cracks? (laughs) So (laughs) we end up standing there and getting, (laughs) we get a hookah at the counter. This hookah sucked so bad. It's like barely working. It it was like $65, I think. Have you ever been to a hookah lounge? Yes. I don't know when it's normal or not. It's a fucking ripoff. It's a, I mean, yeah, it's $60, $65 for hookah. And then like people buy bottles with the hookah and usually the bottles are like a hundred bottles a piece, hundred dollars a piece. And like, it's like the cheaper form of bottle service. It's the best way I can put it. Yeah. So it's me and Dan, this other incredibly awkward white person. And it's just us, it's us just looking around, just staring at people, just awkwardly smoking a hookah. Shawty's to the function, or was it you and two other awkward whites? No, it was my it was my friend Katie too. Yes, dude, Katie, Katie definitely probably leveled this out. She, yeah, she did. She gets down. Dude. She was dancing. It was fun though. I was throwing some ass here and there. You know what I mean? Did you throw that 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 dumper around on these hoes. <laughs> you do that stereotypical white guy thing where you try to twerk for women. Yes, <laughs> I did. You're like, look at this, look at this, look at my I ass did. moves. Oh my goodness. I 100% did. How yeah. could you not in that situation? I mean, you don't have to twerk, Raymond. <laughs> and you don't have to twerk. They're trying to make you twerk. You've obviously <laughs> never been there. That's the rules. It says it right on no. the wall when you walk in. <laughs> don't twerk. You have to know how to move that action. You can't just be twerking. I'm there just doing dad dances like I'm at a wedding. <laughs> Wagging your fingers and shit, <laughs> snapping. Whoa, this one's, this one's real wowzer. <laughs> Just going side to side, moving your elbows. Yeah. <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> Dude, that's a classic move. Fucking sway your arms like Carlton. 
Yeah, that's stop. Just hit the salt shaker every once in a while. You hit the rock back. You just rock back on your back foot. Hit the salt shaker in the right hand. Maybe throw some dice when you come back, dude. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> sweet, dude, sweet Caroline's playing. You're just fucking going in. Every once in a while, you just stand there and put up, like, you start throwing up some gang signs. You're just like, mm, mm, yeah. They play some Chicago, it's over. <laughs> but yeah, I had a great time. That's awesome, dude. Happy you did poppers. Dan, Irish goodbye. As I'm catching him, Irish goodbye. He must have been so drunk that somehow he, he was on the floor and he was standing up off of the floor. For <laughs> what do you mean? I feel he like he fell. fell. I don't know. I looked back and he was getting up off the floor and then left. He, he fell down. Yeah, it's about that's about time. <laughs> At least he's got self control, dude. Jesus Christ, he's like, that's about that's about enough of that. We leave. I call him immediately. His phone's dead. I never talked to him again. That <laughs> he's night. dead now. He's gone, <laughs> dude. My boss and also Dan's girlfriend are calling me at five thirty in the morning. God, saying he never came home. Oh my God, dude. So they're looking for him. I end up like trying to figure out how to call the police station, see if he got arrested or what's some or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, where was he? Is he just doing poppers in the park? <laughs> <laughs> a half hour later, he's fucking finally got home. Got home at like six something in the morning. So the story is he, he gets his car, he drives it like a mile and a half down the street. Some for some reason realizes he's too drunk. So he's gonna park his car and he's gonna walk home. It's a long walk, first of all, to begin with. All right. He just, he fucking just rips it onto a sidewalk, like in somebody's front yard, and just throws it in park and leaves his car. <laughs> his phone's in the car, too. It's dead. Oh, my God, dude. So he starts to walk. Dude. He gets lost, and he doesn't know where he is. So, and he can't even get back to his car. He forgot where his car was. So he ends up walking dude. for like four and a half hours. He finally made it home. Dude, what the fuck? Didn't get a DUI, right? No, he did not. What did the person say when he returned for his vehicle? He goes back, the car's gone. Got impounded. Oh my god, I'm sure it did. I hope it did. It's impounded. Also, he was he's about to move to New Orleans at the end of the week. He was going to do the thing where you just fucking don't pay it and don't come back type shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so now it's impounded and now he has to pay all these fucking tickets too as well to get it out. Yeah, but he's alive. He's fine. That's crazy, dude. Did he come home and smell like strippers and bitches? <laughs> no. Girlfriend's like, why do you smell like poppers and whores? <laughs> Baltimore, baby. It's called The Wire. <laughs> That's how they do it out here. So yeah, dude, poppers are nice. I probably won't do them again. <laughs> yeah, I probably won't. You should try them at least once. I probably will. The Anything that's a, a stimulant that does anything to your heart scares me, so I, I don't I shy away from those things. Yeah. Weekend was good, man. Sounds like you had a good weekend, too. Speaking of, by the way, doing it. I'm doing it again, everybody. If you want to catch me at a very cool house party show, the Tomato Open Mic is coming. You did that last year, didn't you? Yes, I did. Your boy showed up, got hit with a tomato, and told some dick jokes. I think Lemare was there, too, right? He was, I think. Yeah. Yes, that was the story about Lemare. Where he went up there and said, dude, I'm not fucking doing this. Fuck you guys. Walked off. He was tripping too hard. He was tripping mad ball sacks. And it made me go, I need to go get my Fred Flintstone outfit and turn the show around. <laughs> Tomato Mike is August 12th. 
over in Moy Messing area over if you are interested in seeing the tomato mic coming out, it is a house party. So like, it's not just an open venue. If you want to come out and see it, what it is is a showcase of comics that go tell their jokes. The audience has tomatoes. You're allowed to participate and throw tomatoes at the comics, but not for a stupid reason. If you don't like their jokes or if it immediately fits, you throw tomatoes at them. Otherwise you're there to watch some comedy happen. Um, they have a showcase first and then they have an open mic after that. So that's going to be on August 12th. It is not my show, but if you want to get onto it or if you want to come see the show, it's always real fun. They always got a keg and a house full of drugs going on. It's a whole party. Drugs in a room. Drugs in a couple of rooms, I think. And uh, they got tomatoes. Who doesn't love tomatoes? <laughs> they got poppers there? <laughs> I uh, I told you last time I went there, it was Halloween, so it was a bowl of candy, and I proceeded to make friends with a bowl of candy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's August 12th we got that going on. Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, August 12th. Uh, also, Saturday, August 26th, like I said before, I'm going to be on the Dads of uh, Dads of Summer Comedy Show up at the Elbow Room in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, that's going to be an 8 o'clock show. Uh, hit me up on my socials or look at my socials, and you can find ticks and links to get to that show. My socials, obviously, are Declan Loves Meatballs on Instagram. You can find me at my full name, Declan Rooks, on Facebook. You can also find us over at the 555 Let Me Call You Back handle on Instagram as well. So I have access to that page as well. Coming up in October the 14th, we have a really fucking cool thing we're doing for Ryan. We've started to set the date and everything, started to set the event, so I will announce this a little bit. We are doing a comedy fundraiser for my late friend Ryan Rosario. Um, it's going to start at 2 o'clock, and we're going to go till 6 o'clock. We have a band. We have some silent auctions. There's some pretty awesome prizes that are being donated. Uh, one right now is a, a, a valued $14,000 hunting trip. It includes a plane ride to Argentina, five days of hunting, four nights there, and the entire trip's included. What the fuck? So there's some Who gave that? It's a, a travel agency. We got some pretty cool donations coming in, man. That's crazy. Dude, I want that. Right, dude? If you want to fucking go do a hunting trip, and I'll, I'll confirm that information right now. It might not be Argentina. It might be, like, fucking you know, North I'm, Philadelphia. I'm calling it now. I'm going to win that. Yeah, calling it, like, the dirt bike? <laughs> yeah, dude. Give me one second. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Four hunters for five days, four nights of three hunting days. Retail valued at $8,000. For a hunting trip in Argentina. Damn. Your hunting trip includes luxury estancia accommodations, daily maid service and laundry, high-speed internet, three chef-prepared meals, bottled water, soda, local wine and beer, two guides, uh, trackers, field preparation of your trophies and all trophies and all your transportation from San Luis <laughs> to airport. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> Me and you were out there just fat pieces of shit, just like <laughs> complaining the whole time. <laughs> Dude, Argentina's hard as shit, dude. just fucking crinkling rappers. That's where, that's where tracking animals. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, this place sucks. <laughs> it's talking shit the whole time. Y'all's got hoagies here? Yeah, y'all's got hoagies here? Y'all's got Deets and Watson? <laughs> um, Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, dickhead. Um, so along with that right now, it is a $50 ticket, it sounds like we're going to be having. What that includes is an all-you-can-eat Oh, you can drink ticket from two to six. All right, guys, it's going to be a fun night. It's for a good cause, too. 
It's beer and wine and soda. We got chicken, marsala, meatballs, all the shit you can think of. It's buffet style. Come out. We're going to have a cornhole tournament. There's going to be a live band playing the whole time. And we're going to do an hour of comedy. We are calling it Laughing Our Cornholes Off for Ryan Rosario. Dude, who came up with that name? Who the fuck do you think? (laughs) No, dude. Dude, they loved it. Fuck you. Don't do that. What do you think it should be called? Uh, it should be something <laughs> laughing our cornholes off. That's a little on the nose, dude. That's stupid. Right now, we got some pretty cool comedians coming. Uh, you ever heard of Belinda Clear? No. Belinda is a nationally touring comedian headliner. Um, she offered some free time, and she's going to come do the probably 25, 30 minutes. I uh, also have a good local comedian, Drew Pabsky. Uh, he's got some pretty good time going in. I've been watching his shit. Um, I also am looking to fill the last spot. He might be getting a person for me, or I also have a couple of friends uh, last night that actually offered to do it. So um, we're going to have a great time, man. We're going to have three comics come out. I myself am going to host as well as I'm going to do a little bit of time. Come out, man. It's going to be a cornhole tournament, a silent auction, live band, all you can eat food and drink and comedy for $50. It's really hard to beat that deal and it's for a great cause and it means a lot to me if you guys get involved if you have any questions about that you can hit me up on all the socials and ask me all those questions about that it really is one of those things you gotta get, get details for see if it's worth it i'm from north philadelphia 50 dollars for something is it worth the squeeze i get you people you're my people we get it <laughs> but listen it's worth it it's for the cause yeah. all right it needs to be like ryan fest or something ryan fest yeah yeah, it might not be laughing our cornholes off, but the girl that was doing the party loved the name. So she's, <laughs> uh, she's dumb as well. <laughs> she's obviously dumb as a bag of rocks. Now, um, it's got peanuts. That man, brains. What else? Yeah, what else we got going on here, man? I need you to watch this video. What do we got? So me and John are hanging out at the Turk. We're watching random videos. Somehow mm-hmm. we get on the subject of shooting off guns for celebration. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Dude, they do it in Turkey." And he sh- he showed me this video, and I think he said these are the Kurds that live in Turkey. I mean, but this just this blew me away. Okay. This is their celebration. Dude, look at the car pulling up. Why, is this- Why did he just pop out of this vehicle? <laughs> this is choreographed. Came in flying in a vehicle, hopped out with an AK and was shooting in the air. This is a wedding ceremony. Oh, really? Yeah, they just got married. <laughs> They're not even shooting directly in the air. They're shooting like on angles. Yeah, like, can you imagine how many people get killed from this every year? My grandmother's this year. Buddy, what the fuck is going on here? Also, what kind of Escalade is that? It's amazing, isn't it? Now the fucking person driving the wedding car is out shooting. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get out and shoot my gun for you guys. Oh my god. The one guy just like, was like, oh. Because <laughs> the guy like shot too close to his head. He was like, oh, oh, whoa, calm down. So... <laughs> John described it to me as if you have in an extended family, if you have, I think he said 10,000 people in this family, that this is like a, a custom that they do, the Kurds. 
Is this how they cut down on the numbers? They just shoot up in the air and whoever survives. <laughs> I can't believe they get away with this. That's the crazy thing. Like these families are so large. They're like a small army of people. Like where are the police? It's nuts, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. We should do, I'm going to do that in my wedding. Just fucking ride up hot and then an escalate and hop out and just start shooting guns in the air. Dude, I just don't know if that's acceptable in this current <laughs> this current environment, dude. We gotta move to Turkey. That's what it is. Okay, but hear me out. Let's get water guns. <laughs> no. And we'll fill them with Kool Aid. Not cool enough. Napalm? Hold on. We could just make napalm. I just speed up in a car, hop out, and just hit a big red button. <laughs> just dump it. <laughs> you no, know, like a nuclear bomb. I just hop out and just hit a fucking button. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's chasing me with an iPhone. They're watching me as I slap the button and then a, a countdown commences. With an iPhone? It's like 10, chasing me. 9, 8. <laughs> and then you just have to announce it like, this is what your leader wanted. <laughs> Celebration. Congratulations, Jennifer. Congratulations, <laughs> <laughs> Paul and Jennifer. Too many years of a happy marriage. Now here comes the biochemicals. <laughs> Actually, Muammar Gaddafi actually Special wasn't guest. bombing. <laughs> Special guest Muammar Gaddafi is here. <laughs> oh, yeah, he actually wasn't gassing the Kurds. He was actually just celebrating the birth of his fourth cousin, Miranda. <laughs> Dude, those parties get out of hand. Those Kurds really get gassed up. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, man, that was a really funny episode. I'm going to shout out the socials this week. Again, remind it here for you guys. Uh, I got the Dads of Comedy Show coming up in August here, the 26th. Uh, on the 12th, we have the tomato mic. So if you guys are looking in to get into that house show and see that, hit me up. Uh, and we also have that comedy show in October. We're selling those tickets. Those tickets will be on sale at the door and everything. So uh, reach out to me if you want to get on a list and reserve a seat for that place. It's going to be a great time. Um, my name is Declan. Obviously, Raymond is my compadre here, and we are very happy to keep doing this for you guys every week. Hit us up on our socials. You can find Raymond at Ray underscore Brooks, B-R-O-O-X on Instagram. You can find myself at Declan Loves Meatballs, same spelling as my name. Um, you can also find the podcast page at 555 Let Me Call You Back. You can also find us on Facebook at the same namesake, the Let Me Call You Back podcast. If you have any funny things or information or you know topics you want to bring up for us, or if you want to get in contact with us about shows or any type of events or anything you might want to have us do, or even some of the ones that are coming up, hit us up at that phone number. And Raymond, if you wouldn't mind, read it off for us. You can call 215-360-3451. You can catch us out in traffic. I will definitely be at the South <laughs> Market this yeah. Sunday. Catch me on one wheel up in traffic. <laughs> catch me with my boy on a unicycle ripping darts in the park. We're gonna, I'm definitely going to be down there at the Southeast Asian Market this Sunday. So if you're looking for some MSG-filled food, I'll be there. All right. Hit me up, y'all. Thanks a lot. Have another great week. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate the support. Find us on Instagram at 555-LET-ME-CALL-YOU-BACK and on Facebook at the Let Me Call You Back podcast. You can find comedian Declan Brooks on Instagram at Declan Loves Meatballs. See you next time.